Today's reading is from Matthew chapter twelve, verses one to twenty-one. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath day. His disciples were hungry and began to pick some heads of grain and eat them. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, "Look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath." He answered. Haven't you read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of Lord, and he and his companions ate the consecrated bread, which it was not lawful for them to do, but only for the priests. Or haven't you read in the law that the priests, on Sabbath duty in the temple, desecrate the Sabbath and yet are innocent? I'll tell you that something greater than the temple is here. If you had known what these words mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. You would not have condemned the innocent. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Going on from that place, he went into their synagogue, and the man with the shriveled hand was there, looking for a reason to bring charges against Jesus. They asked him. Is it lawful to heal on Sabbath? He said to them, "If any of you has a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath." Then he said to the man, "Stretch out your hand." So he stretched it out, and it was completely restored. Just as sound as the other, but the Pharisees went out and plotted how they might kill Jesus. Aware of this, Jesus withdrew from that place. A large crowd followed him. He healed all who were ill. He warned them not to tell others about him. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah: "Here is my servant, whom I have chosen, the one I love, in whom I delight." I will put my spirit on him, and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not quarrel or cry out; no one will hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out, till he has brought justice through to victory. In his name, the nations will put their hope. This is the word of God. All right. Well, yeah, it's great to be with you. It's great to be together. I love it. It's wonderful.、Uh, let's pray as we turn to God's words. Father, thank you. We can meet here together. Thank you that together we can sit under your words. Thank you that together we can see Jesus. Please、uh, reveal Him again to us.、Uh, change our hearts and encourage us in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. No. It's.、Uh, I, I, it's great that you're here. I hope you feel safe. Right, we've done a lot of work. Right, getting the chairs in the right spacing and the temperature and the sanitizer—that's the new normal, right? That's the way life is now. And I don't know. I find it stressful, frustrating.、Uh, some of some people aren't even here yet because they still don't feel safe. 
It's frustrating, but we need to do it, right, these rules. At the same time, sometimes you get really angry about some of the rules, right? Maybe your family are free, and then you wanted to have dinner together in a restaurant, but only two people allowed. And so, you know, two people here and one sit on their own over there. Even though you're from the same family and you feel so... Oh, come on, right? It doesn't make any sense. Well, why stick to the rules like this? You know, people who are alone in hospital and they can't have any visitors for social distancing regulations. And now, to some extent, I can understand that, right? Because you don't want to bring new infections in. But then again, you know, uh, people who give birth and the dad wasn't allowed to be there. I mean, they came in the same taxi. They live in the same house. No, you're not allowed to be there. It's frustrating. Uh, rules, uh, you know, good idea, but sometimes they do more harm than good, it feels. Well, uh, as you've heard uh, on today's passage, there's a lot of rules there. Uh, we are seeing Jesus interact with the religious leaders. And what are we supposed to do? Uh, I mean, people talk about these rules, people keep them religiously. Because a lot of religions is about rules. Uh, Islam, here is the... You know, the five pillars of Islam that you need to keep, plus a lot of other things that uh, uh, Muhammad told people to do. Uh, other uh, religions, they have the eightfold path and all kinds of rules. Uh, the Judaism. Right? Today's topic is the Sabbath. I think most of us, we know uh, the Sabbath, right? The fourth commandment, one day a week. You're there to spend time with God, okay? Stop your work and one day to just be together and be together with God and enjoy. You know, take a break. That, that's a good thing. But as you've seen, well, the, um, the rabbis, they put a lot of extra rules there just to make sure, okay, we want to make really sure that all these things are not done because they might be work. You know, it's good, right? We want to help people keep the rule, keep the Sabbath. But some of the rules are just silly. Now, I went to the internet and I looked for silly Sabbath rules. And, you know... Some things that the rabbis say, they're, they're just incredible. So, for example, uh, my favorite. So, you're not allowed to plug in electrical equipment, one rabbi said, on the Sabbath. Because that's work, right? If you're an electrical engineer, you connect electrical equipment. So, you're not allowed to do that. Although he then said, well, engineers use their hands. If you don't use your hands, it's fine. So, maybe... Uh, <laughs> and then you're not sinning. I mean, that, that's, to me, that's, yeah, it, made, it made me laugh. I'm an electrical engineer. But, uh, right. but is that a day of rest? Is that a day to spend time with God? If you're just having this long list of things that you can't do, and you can't kill a mosquito, that's pest control, it's work. You're not allowed to kill the mosquito. <laughs> you can step on it by accident, maybe. No. But, you know... Okay, we see that, but what is Christianity like? What's it like to be a Christian? Because some churches, they, they have a lot of rules, right? And this is what you can't watch, and this is what you can't listen to, and you need to do this, and you need to do that, and that is basically being a Christian. Is that what it's like to follow Jesus? As Jesus comes on the scene in Matthew, is that what it's like? Well, as, we'll, as we heard last week and as we see today, no, Jesus is very very different. It's not really about the rules. No, what we see here is gentle Jesus. And we're going to look at Jesus 
and we see Jesus' gentleness. He mentioned it already, right? That's what we heard last week. Jesus says, well, I'm gentle. Come to me and I will give you rest because I'm, I'm gentle and lowly in heart. And, well, is that just a, an election promise? You know, one of those things you say to get elected, well, the politicians do. No. As we see today, we now get these scenes where we see Jesus in action and we see that he really means it. He really is gentle and lowly. He really cares about us. And yeah, those, how do we see it? We are with the Sabbath. So here, scene one, Jesus is going through the fields with his disciples, having a walk and talking, and the disciples are hungry. Now, God has provided a nice field, right? You can have these grains and, you know, rub them together and eat them. And, and that's nice, you know, a nice snack. Except that the Pharisees, well, why are you doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? Because, of course, picking grain, that's harvesting, right? If you're a farmer, that's work. Not allowed to pick grain. It's not lawful. And you just think, come on, right? These are not farmers. They're just hungry. They want a snack. The Pharisees, they feel so harsh and uncaring. And so Jesus, Jesus puts them right. Look. It's interesting, though. He doesn't say by, okay, look, these are not farmers. You're misapplying it. First of all, well, who are you? And, and do you realize who I am? He gives a few examples, but they're quite interesting. Right? First, he, uh, in a few, it looks like just examples of breaking the law, right? He says, uh, haven't you read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God, and he and his companions ate the consecrated bread, which was not lawful for them to do, but only for the priests. You know, um, David, well, he was hungry, and he seemed to break the law. Not just any law, it's one of God's laws. Of course, he's David. Well, David, when Jesus says, well, then who am I? <laughs> right? I'm, I'm, I'm the king, like him. Or worse, uh, look at uh, the priests. The priests, they, they are working on the Sabbath. Right? You go to the temple and there's still sacrifices and other work going on. You know, some things are so important, they need to happen on <laughs> they need to happen every day. I'm glad the hospitals they are open every day, right? I mean if you come here to church and actually, well, I'm not gonna work and he was not gonna work, Ariel's not gonna work. <laughs> be interesting here, right? No, some things I mean not that we are as important at the hospital, but you know you know what I mean. No. Jesus says, well, look, some things are so, you know, this is the temple. But, again, I'm greater than the temple. Look, this is so important, I'm here. But then, okay, Jesus can tell us what the Sabbath really is about. And what does he say? Well, verse 7, this is what you should have read. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. You know, I'll, let me tell you what this is about. God wants mercy. God wants kindness. This is from the Old Testament, from Hosea. And people were keeping all the religious rules and doing all the sacrifices, everything that they had to do. And then they went home and they exploited the poor and, and those kind of things. And God says, no. Right? I want you to, you know, people come before all these sacrifices. You, you treat people so badly, but you do all the religious things. No. And Jesus says, well, that's here, right? You're, these people are just hungry. They're just having a snack. This is good. This is God's kind provision. 
and, and you and your rules, you're just harming people. And it's even stronger in the next one, right? When uh, he goes to the synagogue, same afternoon, and there's a man with a shriveled hand. His hand just doesn't work. I don't know if you've ever had that sometimes, you know, on a broken arm, and you're trying to do everything with just one hand, maybe your wrong hand. It's hard. So the whole, his whole life, this guy, you know, his hand doesn't work. It's a time when, you know, everyone lives by manual labor mainly. It's hard. And he's suffering, and the Pharisees, they don't care. No compassion, right, for this guy. Just, uh, oh, here's a great chance to trap Jesus. Yeah? Uh, verse 10, okay, uh, the Pharisees want to trap him and ask, okay, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? What I think is interesting, eh? they have no doubt that Jesus can do miracles. They know he can heal this man just straight away. No doubt at all. It just They're not amazed by it. They're, they're going to trap him. So, you know, uncaring. And then Jesus puts them right. Look, if you have a sheep and it falls into a hole, wouldn't you pull them out? I mean, that was forbidden, right? Because pulling sheep, that's what farmers do or shepherds, right? That's, that's work. It's for you wouldn't do that, right? You wouldn't leave a sheep there and you can rescue it. Well, how about, isn't the man, a person so much more important? Shouldn't we help this person? It's good, it's lawful to do good. And so he, the man stretches out his hand and it's just like the other. He can do everything again. Such wonderful mercy, such wonderful kindness, right? Compared to the Pharisees. And... How do they respond? Do they, do they repent? Do they praise God for this great miracle? Well, verse 14. So they went out and plotted how they might kill Jesus. I mean, do you see the contrast? And Jesus puts them together. And Matthew puts them together so that we see... Do you see the contrast? A bit like our, our mission team last year when we had Willie and Nicole. And, you know, you could see the contrast. And here... You know, we see Jesus, and he is full of love and kindness, and he cares for people. And we see the Pharisees who are plotting and murder, and they're accusing, and they're harsh, and they're uncaring. And Matthew says, who do you want? You know, not just about the Sabbath. We, we don't have Sabbath rules anymore, that kind of thing. But how do you want to get to God? Because that's why the Pharisees were doing it, right? If we keep all these rules, then we'll be accepted by God. And even when Jesus says, I'll offer you rest, it's not just a bit of time off, a bit of refreshment. What is rest about? Rest is, well, time with God, right? Time, you know, away from this broken world and being with God and being with God's people as things should be. This is about what Jesus is offering is the new creation. He's offering salvation. Yeah, so, Matthew is asking, you know, <laughs> Jesus is coming to save you. And what do you want? Do you want to do it with rules? Do you want to have a religion where you have to do this and this and this and it doesn't fit and it's hard and it's a struggle and you don't get there? Is that how you want to get to God? Or do you want Jesus? Jesus who just says, come to me. I, I know you're weak. I know your struggle. So you just come to me and I'll give you rest. Come follow me and, and I'll give it to you. You know, one of the Pharisees are angry, right? They're trying to sell it and Jesus gives it for free. Yeah. 
the wonderful offer of Jesus, of rest. But do you see that? Do you see his love shining through these stories here? Yeah, that's, that's Jesus. I hope you know that as a Christian, right? Maybe you, some of us, we came from a religious background, and it's so wonderful to have this freedom of the gospel. Of course, there are some questions. Some people wonder, you know, um, does this mean Jesus doesn't care about sin? That he just, uh, he brushes aside rules, including like don't steal, don't lie, those kind of things. I don't think that's how we should see this. I mean, you read a few chapters earlier, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is very clear that he has very high standards, right? Um, even hates within your heart, it's already murder. But the thing is, Jesus works by, with kind of principles, right? Love is a principle. Jesus cares about people, not rules. Caring about people is love. I mean, in this case, the disciples, are they sinning? No, they're not sinning. They're not breaking the Sabbath. They're not ignoring time with God uh, in, order to have, uh, to, in order to work. They're having a walk with God. Actually, they, they are spending time with Him. Uh, actually, what the Pharisees are doing is sinning, right? They can help someone, uh, but they don't because it's the Sabbath. They're breaking the sixth commandment. Now, Jesus does care, but, you know, love is just real love. It, you can't put it in rules because people are different and situations are different. And, and Jesus just understands that perfectly, which means he can be gentle and understanding. Right? I mean, yeah, we know Aladdin, the movie, a nice movie, but we all think Aladdin is the good guy, right? But, but he's a thief, right? He steals. Shouldn't we condemn him for stealing? Well, yeah, well, he's an orphan living on the streets, and he doesn't want to steal, but he, he needs food to survive. It's very different from a billionaire who cheats, his tax, cheats on his taxes just to keep a few more millions for himself, which he doesn't want to give away to, uh, uh, to, uh, to, to others. I mean, they're both stealing. But I'm sure most of us would say, well, it's, it's, you know, it's not really the same. Yes, they're both wrong. And yet, we know the situation. We, we, one is, is really, this is a greedy thing to be condemned. And the other, we should have compassion and want to help this person, right? Well, Jesus can see that perfectly. And so he is gentle and understanding with our sin. And he knows I mean, he knows sin doesn't have an on-off switch, that we can just stop sinning. He knows about our sinful nature. He knows about our background, and he knows, he knows all those things. And, and he, he can deal with us gently. That's so wonderful. Yeah, so Jesus, no, Jesus still cares about sin. He just he understands us and comes to us in love. And ultimately, yeah, the cross, right? He knows we are sinners. And he doesn't condemn us. Instead, he comes and dies for us. And that's how he can give us this for free. And that's so wonderful. It's hard to believe, though, right? It's hard to believe that this can be such a good offer. And even the religious experts don't believe it. They try to kill him. They think he's a fake, despite the miracles. Well, Matthew wants to say, no, look, this gentle Jesus, this is, this is the one. This is really what he was supposed to be like. Because he then goes to this quote from Isaiah, 
And uh, the Pharisees try to kill him. Jesus withdraws. He goes somewhere else. And uh, Matthew gives this long quote from Isaiah about the, the servants. Yeah, Isaiah, so prophets, and uh, God promises, I'm going to send someone to save my people from their sin. The, he's called the servants. I guess many of us, we know chapter 53. Yeah? He was pierced for our transgressions, uh, crushed for our iniquities. Matthew's quoted that already. But now, you know, and he wants to show, look, look at Jesus' gentleness. Uh, he, sh- he shows again, look at this great promise. Uh, it starts just with the baptism there, at verse 18. Uh, Here is my servant whom I have chosen, the one I love, in whom I delight, God says. I'll put my spirit on him. Uh, here is, uh, uh, yeah, can you hear the echoes? Uh, the, 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 you know, the servant comes into the world and God says, I, I love him and I put my spirit on him. That's was when he was baptized, right? And he came out of the water and the Spirit comes down and God speaks, this is my Son whom I love, with whom I'm pleased. But then from there on, here is this servant in, in all his gentleness. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't raise his voice, he doesn't cry out. Eh, he, he, he's quiet, he brings justice to the nations, he's going to make the whole world right. If you read on, he's going to set prisoners free, he's going to make the blind see, he's going to bring healing. But then, he's so gentle. Verse 20, I think it's it's such a famous verse, but it's so beautiful. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. The the bruised reed that, you know, people have walked past, and it's just, maybe you go on a hike, you can see that. You can see where people have walked, because there's these broken twigs. And one more hiker, and it would break. But when Jesus comes, he, he doesn't break it. He, he keeps it together. He, he tapes it up. He's so gentle. Uh, the, the smoldering wick, this candle, that, that's almost out. And you can just, you could put it out. Jesus doesn't. Jesus keeps it going. He, he makes it flame again. I mean, maybe that's how you feel. I mean, we've talked about what a struggle it has been, right? This pandemic. Many of us, we, we feel we can't take much more and we're struggling. And Jesus knows. Jesus knows that <laughs> how little you can handle. Jesus knows how difficult it's been. And, and, and he doesn't look on you strictly as you failure. He loves you and he is gentle with you. And he will make sure you won't be snuffed out. You won't be broken. He will keep you going because of his gentle loving kindness. That's wonderful, right? And, and, and that is what's, what's promised. And that is, you know, you can see Jesus, he fulfills that. This is real. He is really gentle. That he, he would be that. I think that that's helpful, right? When you see this passage and you sometimes wonder, is Jesus different from the God of the Old Testament? Because you can, feel, you can think that from this passage, right? Originally, you, Jesus versus the Pharisees. Well, the Pharisees, that's the Old Testament yeah, from the law, and here is Jesus, and he's so different. But I hope you can see that's not the case. It's not that the Pharisees really they have the spirit of the Old Testament, right? Of the same God. After all, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Where does that come from? From the Old Testament. And even here, where does this servant come from? He doesn't come to rescue people 
of his own initiative. He is sent by the Lord. The same Lord who gave the law is the same Lord who sends the servant to rescue the people. Right? And, and he delights in this servant. He doesn't think you're too soft. No, he delights in this gentle servant. And it's, it's almost overflowing love, right? The way the Lord loves the servant, that love gets just passed on. I mean, this is the Trinity, right? Here's the Father. He loves his Son by the Spirit, and then the Son shares that love with us. I mean, yeah, pity the Trinity course got cancelled. But, you know, this is the Father and the Son and the Spirit, and just overflowing love. There's no difference between the Old and the New Testament. It's the same God, same one, 700 BC and the first century, and the same God, 21st century Hong Kong. The same God of love and kindness and gentleness. Do you know Him? Have you come to Him? If you haven't, you know, can you see how real He is? It's the whole Bible testifies to Him. Read it and and come to him. No, 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 why did it go wrong then? Huh? Well, but, but then why is it so wrong with the Pharisees? Well, it's not God's fault. It, it's the Pharisees, right? So that's the problem here. I want to finish with this, right? Um, are we a gentle church? Because we've seen Jesus' gentleness. But in a way, in the Old Testament, the Lord was gentle. But the Pharisees, they twisted that. They misunderstood it. And they came up with all these rules. And they really made it into this law, legalism thing. Well, can this happen to Christians as well? That we misunderstand Jesus and we aren't gentle. That we are harsh and all about rules. Because, yeah, that's wonderful offer of Jesus. You find it here in church. But do we, do we reflect Jesus? How do we deal with... Uh, the bruised reeds, and then the smoking wick, people who struggle. Are we people who feel that we can confess our sins and struggles to others? Or do we feel we are shouted down? It doesn't mean we don't care about sin, but, but we understand that we struggle, and we know that we struggle, and that we need grace, and we give that to others. And what kind of church are we like? And I think that especially now that we are can meet together. I think we should apply this to the virus. Yeah, because uh, as a church, there's going to be a lot of different people here. Are we going to care about people or about rules? So I'm glad you're all here, but there's other people who are not here. They don't feel safe yet. Uh, it's very easy to just lay down the, the rule, right? You know, we should meet together. The Bible says it, so just come. Or are we going to be gentle with people's fears and how people feel? I hope we will be understanding to each other. Right? I, I think that's what Jesus would do. If he was here, he, yeah, he would be understanding and gentle. Or maybe you're here and you would have wanted to come to the 9.30, but it was family friendly and you want an adult service. Well, we want to be gentle with our families here. It's been a struggle having the kids at home and now there's still no Sunday school. And, and you know, we want to help people. We want to be gentle and understanding. Or maybe, you know, some people might think we, we were stupid to meet and there's still virus cases and we shouldn't be meeting. Well, at the same time, people need this, right? If we care about people, we want to meet as a church if we can. If it's legal, if it's safe, let's meet because people need this. If we care about people more than rules, then we, we want to meet as much as we can. 
within what's legal and safe. Right? I, I hope you see that's what Jesus would do. Of course, Jesus would just heal us, but you know, you know what I mean. Right? Jesus loves. Jesus is gentle. And if we know that, if we are changed by it, that's the kind of church we will be. Uh, let's pray that we will do that. Music team will come up. We're going to sing. But uh, let's pray together. Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he is so gentle and loving. Thank you he understands the worst about us. But instead of condemning us, he comes in love. He saves us. He does the work for us on the cross and just invites us to come to him. For any of us here who haven't done that yet, Lord, please draw us to him, to your beautiful, wonderful son. And would each of us rejoice and be thankful for what he has done. And would we reflect that to each other and to the world. In Jesus' name, amen.